What's wrong? Why are you crying? I asked. Because of you. Because I love you. Because I know I could lose you. I knelt down and held him. I had no words to comfort him. He was right. I'm leaving with the Hungarian military for Poland. I may never come back or... His words trailed off. Jakob, promise me to take care of yourself and stay alive. Who knows what will happen. I might die. If I have to go to Poland, or if some of the other rumors we have heard are true, you know how strong I am, I said as I made a muscle with my very skinny arms. I had hoped it would garner a smile out of him. It didn't. Just take care of yourself, I said without knowing what else to say. Jakob took my hand and he held it. I came to a dead stop at the bridge that crossed over to China Diovo, where Jakob lived. My heart pounded. I knew that if I was caught, I could be turned over to the brutal Nihilus. The same gendarme who stood guard when my papa came across was there again. He had been to our house before, and I knew that he could possibly recognize me. As I approached, I kept my head bowed. Good morning, I said. What is this? He asked, staring at me and pressing his bayonet against my chest. Can't a poor Gentile girl deliver eggs and feed her family? I asked. He uncovered the basket. He pushed the goods around to verify the contents. He seemed satisfied and motioned me to cross the bridge. I first went to the Gentile section in case the gendarme was watching. I then backtracked to Jakob's house. We had been waiting so long that our guard had dropped. We had started to feel safe like they would never come for us. Papa was the first one to the door. We were all huddled in the living room waiting in silence. We knew what this meant. I strained to hear what the gendarmes were saying, but their voices were muffled, and they spoke quickly. Papa came back into the living room. His head hung low. The gendarmes had told him to prepare to leave the next morning. We were lucky. We were given warning and were to be relocated together. The days continued on, and as they did, I continued to ask for Jakob Pollock. He is here, a voice called from the boxcar. My heart stopped. Was it really possible? I couldn't breathe. When the door opened, Jakob pushed through the sea of bodies to take the bucket from me. As he grabbed the bucket from my hand, the door began to close. Our only touch was the brief exchange of the bucket switching between our hands. I felt my entire body tingle as his hand gently brushed against me. Rivku, he said with a sad smile. I wasn't able to say anything. I just stared at him. So skinny, so sad. I knew that couldn't be my only interaction with him. I needed a real goodbye. Wait, I will ask the Hungarian guard to let you off the train for a moment, I said as the door was closing. Don't do it, Jakob said. I lost my bearings for a moment, but I recovered quickly. As I got closer, I feared that one or both of them would recognize me. But there was nothing I could do to avoid them. 
I finally faced them. I looked them in the eyes. He inspected me as one would a side of meat. He looked at Greece and then back at me. He waved his hand toward the left, towards the gas chamber door. I stood up as straight as I stared him down and screamed at him in German. Dr. Mengra, I am strong and healthy. I can work. I beg you. And what is this? He asked. He didn't wait for my answer. His right fist flew at my face with the force of his entire body behind him. The impact was so great that I went flying through the door on the right. 